Welcome back to Irrelevance. Welcome uh, back to the show. Yeah. The only podcast out there right now. <laughs> Everybody's on strike, all the podcasters. They're all on strike, so... Uh, We're the only ones. Come on down. Yeah, come on down. Water's nice. Yep. Everyone's on strike right now. <laughs> if you're working, go on strike. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, number 12 of the... Infamous Irrelevance podcast. Uh, what are you up to? Uh, nothing, man. Just same old shit. Yeah. Fucking moved in. Yeah, moved into the new place on Saturday. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's uh, it's comfortable. Yeah. You know, still. Congrats. You know, still getting a few things, some minor details wrapped up. Nice. But yeah, it's uh, it's nice, man. Yeah. You know, um, picked up my daughters yesterday after work. Okay. Hit the pool. Yeah. Hit Immediately. The pool. Yeah. This place. This place. Uh, when you look at it, it's it's like a resort. It's oh, so nice. well manicured. What is that sixty five and up? Nice. I, this one's actually seventy. <laughs> so I slid right in there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice, dude. Oh, that's awesome. It's it's super nice. Um, two swimming pools. And it's needed. Huh? The pool? It's it's. Is it packed when you go? No, no. So when, the day I was moving in, <clears throat> the office told me. So we're trying something new, um, to where people would have parties in the pool area because you know they have the whole kitchen area. It's yeah. all brand new, and so they said people would kind of abuse it. So now what they do is. They ran it for parties. Ooh. So they were having a birthday party, and there was like 30 people there. So it was maybe a little more. I, I don't know. But, but you were able to use the pool, just not the... Yeah. we. If you want to go swimming, you can go to the other one. Oh, okay. That's the beauty of having two. Yes. So, uh, yeah, man. It was it was cool. So we hit the pool yesterday and felt so fucking nice, yeah. nice and refreshing. That's and, awesome. uh, yeah, man. Just haven't yeah. been a pool in, in a pool in so long. Really? Yeah. Or the ocean. You know. When's the last time you were in a pool? Um, I mean, I think I was in an ocean before. Do you not like swimming? or? I mean, I enjoy swimming. I just don't. I like hot tub. I hate cold water. So, I, I mean, when me. it's 100 degrees out, you want to still be in a hot tub? I'd rather be in the air conditioner. We're air conditioning. Oh, fucking the pool's like wet air conditioning. Yeah, but. You just no, hang out no. underwater. Then you get sunburned, and then oh you have to deal with that. Oh, my God. You're like a fucking... You're like a fucking... Then you get skin cancer. When it comes you to, to water, you're like a you're like a swimming Karen. A lot of people <laughs> die from water. Yeah, like, well... Like, drinking it, swimming in it. Like, <laughs> water is fucking dangerous. We, sh I don't know if we should use it. Well, just go swimming with a helmet on so you don't hit your head. <laughs> <laughs> I should get one of those, like, old submarine suits or whatever to where it's like all metal yeah, oh yeah. you know <laughs> and yeah. it's like you look like a cyclops oh yeah i should get one of those well you just better swimming. hope that thing i'm just like at the bottom just yeah you better hope that shit doesn't collapse like the submarine yeah probably just all just starts crushing I in think, on you honestly i think those suits have done more trips down to the ocean than the fucking yeah they ocean need to go gate. back to that yeah i think the u.s navy should go back they should to have that. at least been wearing those on the sh on the submarine yeah just we, we like to call these Plan B. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this episode's going to be a little bit different. You yeah. Know? In recent news, there was a man who's been uh, been arrested, but I, I'm very fascinated with this story, you know? Yeah, it's a good um, one. I, like, I wouldn't say I grew up with the story, but when I was, like, around 18 or something, I, I knew very well of what happened, what was going on, and uh, it was a... Like, going through the trial was probably one of the first, like, American crime stories that I watched. Like, yeah. watched the trial as it unfolded. Yeah. Um, but uh, in recent news, there's a man uh, who went by uh, Variety Jones yeah. and or Plural uh, Mongoose. Yeah, Plural Mongoose, yeah. Variety Jones. Yeah. He was uh, just arrested July 11th. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about it is... He was the number two guy, yeah. and the number one guy Got was arrested 10 years ago. 
10 years ago and his trial was quick yeah quick and but this guy he was also able to you know evade american laws by you know being from a different country living in a different country yeah going from country to country but eventually got extradited to the u.s and trialed by new york city so um, basically what this episode is going to be about this is called the silk road yeah which was it's basically how the u.s postal service became the biggest drug dealers in the in america yeah so i mean we're not going to be able to tell the story not to its fullest if you yeah the what we're uh, basing all of our knowledge off of is um there's a a podcast called case files to where they did a a silk road um three-part um series yeah that is uh based off of a book american kingpin which i recently just finished which was really good by nick bolton i believe yeah american kingpin um the rise and fall of silk road i believe yeah but yeah the silk road uh some people may not know of it um it wasn't covered i remember like you know turning on the news and being like how is this not the main story right now yeah about how it comes a website so why don't you tell everybody basically a little bit about what exactly the silk road was well the silk road was first of its kind in its way of that it was an anonymous website um that you were able to buy any item you ever imagined specifically illicit items that were illegal yes um but you could buy them without the knowledge of the government, yes. without the government knowing. Um, it was supposed to be completely untraceable, the site and the way you interacted with it, which is Bitcoin. Like this was one of the, I don't want to say the first uses of it, but it was a huge use of like when, when the Silk Road eventually got shut down, it, the Bitcoin crashed for a little like it was a complete like uh drop in the bitcoin's yeah. price it eventually you know came back but bitcoin was the way that you were able to buy these so-called illicit item- items yeah. you know at the time when bitcoin came out it was brand new and it was completely untraceable to the government yeah to where the government never they couldn't they have no idea what it was brand new and um a man uh called Dread Pirate Roberts and or Ross Albright uh, came along at the right time or kind of came before, you know, he made a website and at the right time, Bitcoin was made and he finally found the the way you could buy. And it was was perfect timing. Perfect timing. Because, I mean, he came out with this uh, website. I think he was making it. And yeah, then, like the whole question he had is like, how could you possibly, yeah, um, pay for something online without the government knowing? So, and, and this guy, he was a a real smart, intelligent guy. Yeah, wasn't uh, any no no background in yeah, um, just, computer um, science or yeah. anything that came to computers. So this all started taking place in 2011. He uh, he wanted to be an entrepreneur, which he basically became one of the best yeah and he uh came out with this website on the dark web which was actually a computer program that was designed by the united states navy yeah using the tor browser yes so he uh the first item that he put on there was something he made some mushrooms yeah because he made the website Mm -hmm. and then um and you know during that whole time he's like i don't know was he i believe he was in college at the time up in penn state yes like he was in penn state and he like just had this he was a huge libertarian so he had this whole view on that um a human a citizen of whatever country should be able to use any substance or anything they wanted to, it should be it's, anything somebody wants to put in their body, the government should yeah, have no Yeah, it's entirely say. up to you. You should be able yeah. to do what you want to do with your body. Yes. And um, that is what his goal was. Yeah. So he made a website to where you could buy anything and put whatever you wanted into your body. So it, the thing that was crazy, it, you know, it kind of started off 
slow with him selling on the um, on Silk Road. Yes. But then there was because he made what what was it? He grew ten pounds yes. of shrooms or some shit. Yeah, and then he posted that on there as a guy, not knowing that he was the guy running the site, but as a person a asking questions. Yeah, as a vendor, as a person, a vendor asking questions. But he was really basically self-promoting it without yeah people oh, knowing. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So he went on this website called Shroomery. Yes, that it was a cultivation of shrooms, like how you grow shrooms. Yeah, and he went on there with, uh, I believe it was Altoid. Yes, that, that was, was his, his name. His name he used in Altoid, and he made a bunch of different. Um, this was after he made the website, and he was trying to promote it. He's like, yeah. you know, I made it. It's up. Like, now how do I get people? Yeah. So he had made his shrooms or whatever, listed it, and now it was time to fucking old-fashioned market. Yeah. Like, you know, go out there and push your shit. Yeah. And he went out there anonymously saying, like, hey, have you heard about this so-called Silk Road to where you could buy whatever you want? And um, slowly, within um, six months, I believe, they had... Well, yeah, you had over a thousand users, maybe, and like a yeah, and then the uh, that reporter, yeah. So that was like around six months after. So they had made all this, and you know, three months in, he's uh, Ross is looking for some uh, some developers or something to help work on the site. He ends up finding that. You know, because before he was working on the site, and I guess like there's only two people he like. He was smart. You know, he was very smart. You know, he had a, what was it, a bachelor's degree in some type of physics in uh, uh, University of Texas, I yeah. believe. A, yeah, a bachelor's degree in physics for um, at the University of Texas and a master's degree in uh, material science from yeah. Penn State. So, dude's smart, but when it comes to, he's self-taught when it comes to programming and all this. So, yeah. he, the only two people he's told was a girl. And then um, one of his buddies that he needed help working yeah. on it. But he never told him uh, until later on yeah. when he asked to. Um, but, you know, the site was going on for around, uh, it, it started off good. You know, more and more people just started and started. And then and then what really blew it up, though, was when that reporter. Yeah, something. Um, Roy Chen or yeah, he, something uh, like that. He uh, uh, printed it. And uh, what was the name of his the publication? Gawker. Yeah, Gawker. Out of, I think it was New York, right? Something, I believe and, so. And uh, after that, and... Well, he contacted Ross. Well, and no, he Ross like, contacted him oh, and was asking him not to publish well, the story. I thought Ross said, hey, I'm going to release it. And he said, please don't. And then he said, okay, the only way... He, he did an interview. Yeah. That's um, how I thought it went. Yeah, no, Ross contacted him asking him not to, <clears throat> to uh, uh, publish it. Yeah. But he said, no, I'm going to do it. The reporter said, "Oh, I'm going to publish it." Well, then how did how did he find out about him doing an article? Um, so how did that go? Because I, I I could have sworn that he said, "Hey, I'm going to do an article. Do you want to do a word?" And he said, "Yeah, could you push it." Well, on, some shit like on that. Uh, that case files. Yeah, he said that Ross hit him up. Yes. Mm, okay. And was asking him not mistaken. to do it, and the guy said, "No, I'm going to go through with yeah, it." Yeah, I remember that. But the thing is, the thing is, is that actually helped him. Yeah. Because it, it went it from a thousand to ten thousand like quickly. Quickly. So and like Ross was like or DPR actually or and no at that point it was Ross it wasn't even DPR it was yeah. Silk Road admin yeah you know and then he um at that point he had made um what is it oh shit I forgot where I was what were we just talking about. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, reporter. Oh okay yeah the reporter. Um, yeah, he had a um, bunch of just different listings that started to pop up from any single drug you could think of yeah. after that article. Like, there was vendors, there was users, there was yeah. everything. Um, but during that whole time, is like, you know, six months in, especially after the article, that's when you start having law enforcement. Yeah. That's when the law enforcement starts looking because he... Yeah, so what happened was... Um so after that article was printed, you had, at the time, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer saying, hey, we need to shut this down, get a hold of the DOJ, and we need to, we need to take this guy down. But 
nothing really ever came of it at yeah. that point. Because yeah. that was it wouldn't still, be until what two years later. Two years later. Yep. I mean, this guy had vendors. I mean, he had it so set up. I mean, it, like some of the stuff that they offered were drugs, digital goods, as in hacking softwares, different accounts, credit cards. They had, um, yeah, like I said, any drug you could think of, um, ebooks, whatever, fucking. But the one that was crazy that not a lot of them do, or you know, no one has done since, is the weapons. Yeah, uh, like he was the first one to do it. Yeah, and put weapons within. So yeah. you were able to buy, buy. You know, they said uzi glock to a rocket Everything. launcher you could buy so basically as far as the drug part of it goes you get a hold of this guy through the website and it's like like they explain it's like amazon yeah you order a package but it wasn't no you didn't contact dpr no well the, it was the, like the, you go the, on there the vendor it, yeah yeah it yeah. looks like amazon like yeah you go on and be like oh i want to add yeah. this to my and cart. you can have it sent to your house to a p.o box wherever you wanted to send it yeah. so and i mean and there, there was people all over the world selling this stuff it was uh just imagine you know instead of like instead of uh, you working your way up as a drug dealer and then you meet pablo escobar just imagine you were like oh, i want a drug deal today you yeah. go online and there he is pablo escobar yeah say hello buy whatever you want from pablo yeah like that that's how it worked but it was uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy, man. With that. But the goal of Ross Albright, the goal of Ross Albright was to alleviate. It was a harm reduction. That yeah. was his whole thing. Yeah. Is that he wanted this website to alleviate the whole dealing of drugs on the street, to where there was never a risk of you. You going to the dope yeah, house and them fucking robbing you. Yeah, you have a better chance of getting cleaner drugs because you're getting it. You're looking at oh, I want my drugs from the Netherlands or where. Like you're you're looking at where you want it from. You're looking at the source. Like, yeah. So in a way, it's self In a way, it's harm reduction. But you also have people that um, just don't know self control. Yeah. Like of course there's going to be overdose. Like within the trial of Ross Albright, um, the prosecution brought in pe family members of people that have overdosed on there, and I thought that was messed up because it's like. Have you ever brought in drug... Like, I'm, oh, well, I'm sure they actually have. It's drug dealers and the people they've harmed. Hey, you, you know what? One of my favorite parts about the story was when he was, he was talking about uh, a rating system. So, because the girl was saying, uh, what if... Uh, what if somebody dies? Yeah, what if somebody dies? He's like, well, the great thing about it is we, ha we have a rating system. <laughs> yeah. So, 10 being the best and 1 being bad, if somebody overdoses you can give us a rating of one yeah. and she says how are they supposed to give you a rating if they're dead <laughs> yeah 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 100% <laughs> but the story is so fascinating though because you know it has to be the most money of a drug dealer making with not even like cuz it's hard to call Ross Albright a drug dealer when all he did was make a platform yeah um sure if like and again we are not going to tell this story in full there's way more details. Like I said, you know, case files, the three hour podcast that they've done, American Kingpin, the book, 12 hours, if audiobook wise. Um, we are not going to tell it in full. But what we can tell you is the most interesting facts that, oh, that has happened. Yeah. And yeah, it's insane to think about how much money that was made within such a short period Two of years. time. Two years. Two years. It is said to have, um, within those two years and when Bitcoin was there, to uh, that the revenue was around $1.2 billion. Yeah, billion with a B. Yeah. $1.2 billion. Two years. In a two-year period. I actually saw something else. There's an Asian guy that stole Bitcoins from there and recently just got um, taken down. And the amount of Bitcoins it was worth today was $3.3 billion. That's insane. So, um, with Variety Jones being arrested, I would say that is pretty much the last of the Silk Road. Yeah. Um, finally being incarcerated. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and with this guy, the interesting thing with this guy is he ended up getting in contact with Ross and kind of becoming his number two guy. Yes. And he just introduced him to 
a whole nother world. So when there was, uh, they thought money was being stolen or this and that, he was like, we need to just terminate, kill these fucking guys that yeah. are stealing our money. So now it went from this college educated fucking uh, preppy looking dude to now we're going to start putting fucking hits on people. Yep. And, and uh, he was accused of uh, six murders. Yeah. Six murder for hires. Yeah. Um, none of them actually being used in court and or the trial. Yeah. But uh, he is still facing a, uh, yeah. life in prison plus 40 years, no chance of parole. Yeah. Um, Variety Jones has just been sentenced to 20 years. 20 years. In jail for him being co-command uh, yeah. of the Silk Road. Uh and you can also go down the road, too, of there were so many different policing agencies. Um, I think you had the DOJ was the last one, but then you had FBI, Homeland Security, um, DEA. ATF. ATF, and then um, IRS. Yeah, even the IRS was involved yes. in this and shit. And the guy from the IRS is actually one of the most impressive agents that was actually able to finally get a name. Yeah. He was the first one from his research and what which i thought crazy was about this and i hope we're not going too far in the story but i think hope hopefully people get the picture is that ross albright um he ended up you know meeting this variety jones after making the website um variety jones is actually the one that gave him the nickname of dread pirate roberts yeah that would be from the princess bride and i don't know if we've seen that movie in a while i know i have yeah it's been a long time but supposedly with dread Pirate it's a character Roberts, name from that movie yes that variety jones gave to ross albright so now he's running by that name but it was supposed to be because in the story of dread pirate roberts it was a it was a backup like dread pirate Roberts, the name was a way to cover his tracks yes it was a name that was created um because I guess in the movie that um, that you Dread Pirate Roberts isn't always one guy, you know, it gets handed down. Yeah. So that was the whole backup story is that, oh, I'm not Dread Pirate Roberts. I used to be. And then I, I made the website and gave it to him. And all he said that his name was Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah. Like that was it. That was his backup story. Yeah. And which will later come and bite him in the ass. But um yeah, and I mean, in the, there's so many twists in this story. I mean, you have, uh, I, I, I think how it kind of started to unfold was they found one ecstasy pill. Jared uh, Turkegan or something? Yeah, something some, like that. Well, he was with Homeland Security also, right? Yes. And so he found one um, ecstasy pill. And or somebody found an XTC pill and they got it, they got a hold of Homeland Security. Well, after it was all said and done, you know, they were like, that's ah, one XTC pill, who cares? But they felt some kind of uh, some kind of way about it. So at the end, that guy ended up having like 3,000 different envelopes, yeah, that that they seized because you didn't he go to the guy's house, he went to some yeah. guy's house, yeah, and they were like. Oh, he's not here right now. But yeah. oh yeah, I know. We do drugs together. We get it from the Silk Road. It's a yeah. website you could get anything from. Yeah. And then Jared was this Jared. Uh, I don't want to fuck up his name. Um, Jared, what is your name? Well, and Jared he, out of Homeland Security. Yeah, that's his last name, Jared from Homeland Security. Not Jared Duryagian. Duryagian, buddy. So, but, uh, I mean, there was so many, like I said, policing agencies involved. And then you have a couple police officers that fell into the trap of... They made contact with... Yeah, there's him. millions of dollars to be made for you guys yeah. also. There were um, one, uh, one specifically, Carl Force. Um, he... I feel like we're getting off track. I feel like we were talking about something No, we're before. good. No, we're good? Okay. So Carl Force, uh, like we said, with all these agents coming in, Carl Force out of the Baltimore um, DA yeah. office, he would, uh, he what he decided to do was go undercover, 
and pretend to be a Mexican drug smuggler or whatever with an eye patch. <laughs> like he made a fake identity all for this guy. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes into talking about talking to Dread Pirate Roberts, working for him, all this, and uh, ends up really liking Ross pretty yeah. much yeah. to where he gives up being a fucking agent pretty much and goes rogue. Yeah. He ends up siphoning money from the Silk Road at some point. Um, him and another guy. Um, cause like we said with the power, the power that this guy, Variety Jones with the murder, the hit on murder, the first one that he tried to do happened to be after, um, knob and or Carl force, the Baltimore DEA agent. Yeah. Uh, sets up this huge, uh, fake deal that he contacts, uh, DPR Ross and he's like, hey, I need, um, I have a bunch of cocaine or whatever. We, or what, yeah, we have a bunch of cocaine and I need, um, I need a buyer. Yeah. So they find this guy, Curtis Green, uh, this chubby guy in, was it Ohio or something like that? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And, um, some middle of nowhere. And he's, uh, they basically, like, the, the fucking text, text logs are fucking so weird be it's like hey we found a buyer for you he's like oh cool um he's like i don't think it's gonna make it through the usps he's like i'm gonna send my goons it's like how do you not know this guy's a cop yeah yeah he's like good news everyone i found one you know he's like i'm sending my goons instead okay and you know this is for one kilo of coke yeah so they take it to him or whatever and it's all cops obviously so what they do is yeah, they set up yeah it's a setup so they sting operation they a fake um fucking and what's funny is like did you know that the the guy delivering the package like he they he dressed up as a u.s post yeah. office but the the fucking agent was mad he's like this is never gonna work yeah and he's like he, all he did was put on a fucking hoodie that you said USPS didn't change his clothes at all. Looked like a complete cop. Yeah. Dropped off this package. And then, uh, Curtis green, uh, comes out, grabs a package, throws it in the trash. Yeah. And I was like, bro, if you would have just waited, if you would have just waited like to overnight or some shit yeah, and just fucking let it sit. I mean, I'm sure they would have just kept on watching him yeah. probably, but there is no, nothing they could have. Yeah, and they said he came out like five minutes later. <laughs> five minutes later, grabbed, grabbed the it, package. And then they raided his house, and he had fucking cocaine all over his face. Yep. He just started partying right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. Uh, but they ended up uh, basically turning this guy, and um, while they're arresting him, they take his computer, and Curtis Green actually had administrative like yeah. roles within the Silk Road. So he was able, um, Sean Bridges, which is the other DA agent, and Carl Force, um, the two DA agents were there. They took the computer. Sean Bridges is the first one to steal, what is it, $250,000 yeah. from the Silk Road, siphon it. Yeah. Um, send it to account of his. And then Carl Force, who is, you know, kind of already, I don't know if he's going rogue yet, but he's kind of on the verge of going he's on rogue. the fence about it he's on the fence he's talking to ross a lot dpr a lot a lot but basically um you know ross finds out that he's been arrested and all this stuff and he contacts knob and or Who, carl yeah, force carl. and he's like who's a dea agent who's a dea agent and says i need this guy dead i need him dead or kill him he knows too much uh just don't do it in front of his wife and kids and all that. And um, this is some of the... Uh, so here's like actual text logs from him to where it's like the employee got busted. Also, he stole funds from Silk Road users. Beat him and get the money back. Okay, thanks, bye. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Short but sweet. Yeah. And then uh, again from DPR, he says he knows too much. He's been involved too long. Kill him. DPR agrees to pay eighty thousand dollars in two installments for torture and murder yeah. of the employee. For only two installments of forty thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah. you can go kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DPR asked for a status update. Told um, it seems that Carl is uh, telling DPR send the money stat. Yeah. DPR then sends half of the money, forty thousand, and he says picks or it didn't happen. Also, again, he knows way too much. 
DPR confirms with Carl, definitely kill him, but not in front of his wife and daughter. And then this is when, this is where I feel like you should immediately know it's a cop. Okay. Like, uh, <laughs> this is Carl to DPR. Chillax, bro. We're torturing him for you. <laughs> and then he proceeds to send fic- pictures of the employee's torture. And then again, he texts, oops, he, he died while being tortured. Yeah. And then he sends a fake picture of him dead. Yeah. And he says, yo, he's totally dead and everything. Body's gone. Don't ever, don't even try and look for him. For serious, bro. Also, more 40K, please. And then he sends the $40,000. Well, I like how they said, to make it look legit, get a can of Campbell's soup and yeah. dump it out next to you. <laughs> yeah, because the whole time Carl's texting Curtis Green like, hey, yeah. you got to send us a picture of you almost of you dead. So put your, dr- almost drown yourself and then pour fucking like... Yeah. Campbell's soup in and your he mouth. had his wife taking the pictures yeah, the, dude i thought that was the most embarrassing thing yeah like you're gonna have your wife take the picture hey honey uh can you are you busy right now yeah what i need you to do is take up pictures of my dead no, body it's, with for, soup next it, to it's me. for my friends they're yeah. just joking around i yeah. lost a bet yeah <laughs> i lost my fantasy football team bet yeah because what's crazy is he ended up uh, going to trial and everything, and uh, because of the torture and crime that these crooked fucking cops did, yeah, um, they ended up giving him time served. Yeah, which is uh, definitely right. Yeah, like I, I feel like he deserved it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this I'm telling you, this is just such a crazy story. There's so much like again, little details, little uh, little people that Ross has came across, little vendors, little. Uh, workers for him that it's just so many different uh, side stories to yeah. the whole story but uh again we're just trying to get through the story in the best way that we can um but yeah so during like we said you know uh during this whole thing of this variety jones and all this the murders or whatever car force and then Sean Bridges, they end up stealing a bunch of money from Curtis Green, blaming it on Curtis Green. Yeah. That's why the hit comes out on Curtis Green. Yeah. And then after that, it just becomes, you know, Ross changes. You could see kind of that he's believed that he's killed a man now and that he... uh, He's tasted blood, so... Yeah, and so now he believes that he is control. And at one point, you even have Variety Jones saying, hey, I want half and or all of it. Yeah. And um, Ross was completely thrown back and disrespected that he would even ask. Yeah. And um, you kind of see Ross turn into, uh, or DPR, I should say. You know, I don't, I don't know if it was really Ross. Could not be. <laughs> it's all alleged. Yeah. But now. Um, what, what he's being accused of. Yeah. What he's being accused Allegedly. of. Allegedly. Yeah. Especially the murder part, because nothing. I mean, I, it's such a weird crime. You know, to hire someone for a murder and it never happened. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're many states away from each other. Yeah. So, like, you know, all you had to do was take some fake fucking pictures. That's a lot of trust to have for somebody. And I mean, and, and he was he, he made so much money. It was that that uh, uh, hit money was just a drop in the bucket. No, he was playing ransom, like people that were hacking the website, like yeah. putting it like allowing like you to not go on the website yeah. they're paying him a hun- he was paying them a hundred thousand dollars at a time yeah like for anything or even for cora force who so, ends up creating a whole nother persona yeah. as if uh he's a he's a guy who knows uh an fbi agent who has information but really it's just carl with all this information yeah. to where he contacts dpr and he's like hey i got this information a hundred thousand dollars for it dpr would pay immediately See, and uh, I mean, he was sending money all over the country. So, I would like to give Ross Albright credit for creating Zell. Yeah, <laughs> he was Thank the you. first creator of Zell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just man, it's just. I'm telling you, when I was listening to uh, to uh, Case Files, I was listening to Case Files on Spotify. Yeah, and um, it's just the story's just insane. You can't turn it off. No, you can't. It's so interesting. Um, it's a, uh, you know, it sucks because we're gonna give way more viewers to the case file than us, but. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, you know what? No, but... Uh, but no, it's just a very, like, this is why I wanted to talk about it, because uh, I saw nothing on the news. I saw nothing about Variety Jones being taken down, and I'm like, this is huge. Like, this is the last guy of the Silk Road. I and think probably they didn't really want to talk about it, because... They feel like it's over, but... Or not only that, they didn't want to promote mm. a recreation of... I get it. The whole dark web But thing. there has been. Like, you know? since then... All, well, like, because all. there's people out there that know about this. I think most people don't know about no, this. No, not a lot. But, I mean, I'm telling you, man, you guys should go out there and, and look trip out on this story because it's insane. I mean... When you see all the task force, different agents on how they were able to just get a little piece of a little knowledge when it came to yeah. just a server, an IP address, a little name, a little hint, a little clue yeah. on like just getting closer and closer to him. Um, um, it's truly amazing work by the U S government on like within two years getting him. But at the same time, it's amazing that somebody for two years was able to evade the police and create yeah. a drug empire that was able to accumulate $1.2 billion dollars. Yeah, I don't... And, and that I, was at Bitcoin at that price. If yeah. it was now, it would be over $50 billion. It is insane how much Bitcoin has went up, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a, a lot of money. But one of the most interesting when it came to the whole like law enforcement trying to catch him, yeah. one of the clues, like we talked about earlier, about how he posted with these Altoid names on these forums. Mm-hmm. So at that one, was his username when he first started. Yeah. So obviously the fucking government, you're posting on these forums that are on public internet. Yeah. So the dark web is something not, it's something different. It uses the Tor browser, which becomes the dark web. Uh, so you can't search it. You can't go on the Silk Road just by going on Google. You have to down. It's a bunch of shit to get to the dark web. Um, but this guy, you know, when he was trying, you know, Ross was trying to promote the website. He um, posted on these regular, what they call it, the clear net, uh, the regular internet. They put him on, um, he put him on it. And all it took was this IRS agent, um, Gary, what was it, Gary Clark? Uh, Gary Alford. He was, um, he was able to subpoena these forums and being like, hey, I want to see, you know, the user and, you know, who was like who created it. And one of the uh, it saw he was able to see on one of the websites that it said frosty at frosty at gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, which that was, um, you know, what Frost called his computer as well. When yeah. they found it, it said frosty in the corner. But um, there was a deleted email that he had deleted and changed it to frosty at frosty at gmail. But because of whatever, you know, database or whatever they had, they saved at the previous address. So when uh, Gary looked at it, it said Ross Albright one at gmail.com. And that was the first time that anybody has seen the name. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he didn't he did nothing with the name. He was like, oh, this could be a coincidence. But he looked him up and he's like, he was so confused that this guy had no computer science background, nothing. He looked like a regular guy. So he didn't do it. But, you know, he stuck with his gut. And he swore that it was him. And, uh, you know, with the from the FBI getting the servers, they were able to get the IP address from the servers, yeah. subpoena, um, or ask Iceland for the IP address. And they were able to basically tie it all together. They were able to find, um, uh, well, it didn't happen until the fucking, the IDs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm telling you, we are giving you guys such the shortest version. Yeah. Because, so I mean, there's, I mean, he had to travel to different countries. Oh, yes. He had to travel to different uh, cities and states. I mean, it, it's just all over the place. Yeah. But it's, he, uh, he definitely, what was weird is about Ross is that he, um, he lived a very, odd lifestyle of he wasn't a flashy guy he didn't he didn't brag about being the silk road guy he knew how dangerous it would be he knew he knew the he knew what he was doing yeah you know according to the chat logs it seemed that he was very careful in a way um you know obviously he left some some little fingerprints later on that they would end up catching like we said but 
during it, he was very aware of what he was doing when it came to trying to get different identification, going to a different country to try and get citizenship. Yeah. Um, going away to a sister in Australia just to be away from the U.S. There was constant yeah. little things to where he was... He knew what he had to do, what he was supposed to do of, like, you know, being on the Silk Road. He knew how dangerous it was. But uh, I think in a way he got comfortable, um, a little reckless, you know. Yeah. He did. He did. He got... He got uh he got kind of messy towards the end. Yeah. And, and I mean that's just because I mean uh, obviously it was all the stress. Yeah. You know, he knew uh law enforcement was after him and uh, he just got real careless. But um yeah, damn. I mean, I'm telling you, I was listening to uh uh I was listening to uh the podcast about it and it's three different episodes or each like a hour and 20 minutes or something like yeah. that and i was just like blown away yeah i was especially that you know people just uh, uh like we said people don't don't know about it that it happened that yeah it happened um you know when ross was arrested he was 30 years old yeah um you know they charged him with many many different things seven counts uh, felonies, seven felonies. Yeah, uh, yeah, all kinds of different things. Judge threw everything at him, and it's crazy because they gave him life plus forty years, mm -hmm. and um, no chance well, of parole. The thing that I was really tripping on is what you were, we were you were showing me earlier is there's so many people, and I'm not just talking about like uh, regular people like you and me. There's U.S. senators. There's so many people that are saying why did this guy candidates? get huh presidential candidates yeah there's people saying why did this guy get life in in prison yeah. and they're like saying we got to get this guy out he's already been in there for 10 years now you know he's he's served his time sean bridges and carl forrest the two guy the two crooked cops that yeah. were siphon money got yeah. five to five and six <coughs> years that was their sentence yeah and Variety Jones, like you said, got 20 years. He's probably the second most. Um, yeah. The highest. The, one of the biggest drug dealers on Silk Road got sentenced, and he got 10 years. And, I mean, and all those guys are, um, they're probably already out now. Yeah. Oh. They're know, out. Yeah. You know, Carl and Oh, yeah, Sean. they said they got out at 2022. Yeah. Because so, they got, you know, charged in, like, 2015 or yeah, something like that. So they're later. out already. Yeah. Oh. And um, damn, Variety Jones, and he was an older guy too. Yeah, I think when he got finally sentenced, he was like sixty something. Yeah, so he's gonna spend his last years probably and... die in prison. Yeah, but damn, because he was in a Bangkok prison for this for a while. Oh, like, was he? Yeah, for like five years, and he finally got extradited. Oh shit! He's been really? in jail. Yeah, he's been in jail. Oh, okay. But he said he was brutally fucking, like, just fucking fucked up all the time, not fed, anything. I'm sure it's not the best conditions in yeah. Bangkok. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's going to do federal time in the United States now, yeah. so. He gets Xbox. Yeah. He hacks it. It's like, shit, yeah. He starts selling drugs on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the game. It's in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man but he argued in court that he was like all we were doing was harm reduction like he tried to get real smart with the judge and yeah. everything like he i mean but you know when you if you really sit back and, and think about it people are going to do drugs regardless yep even knowing that it's fucking you shouldn't be doing it whatever they're going to do it regardless but it does take away the fact that you have to uh jump in your car go to you know, most of the times it's in some fucked up area in some hood somewhere, yeah. and you got to go deal with some dudes that are. Uh, there's all kinds of shit going on. When you could just sit in the privacy of your own home, press a couple buttons, and wait for the good old United States Post Office to show up with your yep. cocaine. Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, like that's why I believe that the United States Postal Office <laughs> between 2011 and 2013. Were some of the biggest drug dealers yeah, without in America, knowing it. without knowing, unknowingly being the biggest drug dealers. Yeah, like they were Santa for two years. Yeah, delivering that snow. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, no, it's in, it's insane. One of the the IRS agent, um, Gary or whatever, how he found those clues or whatever. He was talking about um, which I found insane is like, do you know how the son of Sam? Yeah. Got um, arrested. Yeah, parking tickets. Parking ticket. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's why fucking I thought that was insane. Yeah. About how and it's the same shit about how like an agent he was like oh there must have been if some guy is committing a murder in new york city he had to be double parked or some shit so maybe he could have possibly gotten a speeding ticket and it so happened that it would which i didn't know that son of sam also when he got when the cops came he just gave himself up yeah (laughs) like like, yeah it took you long enough yeah he didn't put up a fight Uh, no but that is crazy though because he started doing the research and he's seen like this guy has i don't fucking i don't know 50 something tickets yeah and he looked his name up, and they went to go get him and question him, and he just gave up right then and there. Didn't even say. Yeah. And that was in the seventies. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, but with Carl, like his whole thing was that what I which I found crazy. I don't know if I'm pretty sure in that they said it to where he always read everything three times. Yeah. Because where he heard as a kid that you know your brain retains only fifteen percent of what you read or some shit like that, to where he thought if he reads everything three times and he said anything he read three times, yeah, uh, so that way he didn't miss it, which is sounds like a perfect IRS agent. Yeah, it sounds amazing, and uh, basically that's so don't fuck up on your taxes, people, because Gary will come after Gary you. Gary will fucking <laughs> get you. <laughs> But Al Capone even going down like that? Fucking nuts. Yeah. It's crazy that the IRS is so good. But they just look at it at a different way. Like, you know, they're not looking at the drugs. They're not looking at the crime aspect. They're yeah. like, look at what they're They're looking not at the doing. number side of yes. it. Which is amazing. Yeah. And they always get caught. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, there was what? Agents from New York, mm-hmm. Chicago, um, the DEA out of Baltimore. And there was a bunch of different agents pretending to be vendors, pretending to be staff. Yeah. With uh, Dread That was Roberts. after they arrested a couple vendors and yeah. they said, you better give up your fucking, your give information. Your yep. Yeah. Give up that account information. And they would go on and pretend to be that same vendor. And I mean, and it still took them fucking a long time. A long time. Yeah. I mean, he was... He's a smart dude. He was a smart dude. Uh, I think he got clouded by the whole libertarian stuff. Yeah. In a way to where it's like, you know, especially with the murder for hire, I feel like that was like, even if it didn't happen, obviously, but it's still like placebo effect type shit to your brain to where you're like, oh my God, I'm a murderer. Yeah. And like, if you're going to sleep every night, you know, like, and like the whole thing is he had no one to talk to. Other yeah. than these two guys online, his staff and Variety Jones. Yeah. Like, that's it. He, yeah. he couldn't go outside and talk in person to anybody. Yeah. So, obviously, he's just in his head all day and night. Yeah. And uh, two years, two years. he up. Uh, it's crazy because, like, there have been sites since then. You know, like, he's not the only one. It didn't just stop. He created a blueprint for everybody, and now it's just, it will never stop. Um, his whole goal was like, I remember, I think that Ross was like, the goal is to, that we fuck up the system so much that they have no choice but to legalize drugs. Yeah. And in a way we're still in the same place where we'll he's, never do that. Yeah. He's like, definitely, uh, because it's like, you, you come on, you gotta be kind of clear headed. Be like, come on, it's not going to happen. It's not and, happen. And you know what? I, the, the crazy thing with all this with all the the stress and the running around, I never heard anything that he started getting high himself. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, he just stayed fucking. You he know, said sometimes you know, on his vacations or whatever, he would smoke a little weed, have a few drinks. But that's but nothing. When though. it came to working, like he took his work serious. Like well, he was, said, like that's one of the reasons why his girlfriend broke up with him because all he would do is he was on that fucking computer all night and all yeah. day. Hiding it and like that's the fucked up shit, dude. Like I said, he only told two people. Yeah. Um, the one guy being the programmer who he was luckily able to convince that he had given the site away. Yeah. Same thing. This girl Julia Vey. 
I believe. Yeah, his um, girlfriend. Girl, yeah, he met her. His in, girlfriend at the time. Met her in uh, Penn State in some drum circle. Yeah. And uh, African drum circle. African drum circle. Yeah. And um, the two whitest kids in America sitting in an African drum circle, yeah. plotting to sell drugs online. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, see, but that's where people fuck up. Like, he he should have never told her. She now she never went in like snitched to the cops or nothing but she did tell her one friend about it and then it so happens they went to go party and they're like hey let's get some I, what do they do some coke oh some acid oh some acid and she ended up having a bad fucking trip and had to yeah. go to the hospital yeah that, i mean yeah and then erica blamed it on yeah. ross or whatever and yeah fucking, started writing on his facebook page yeah you know, saying I what do you th- they, how do you think the authorities will feel about you selling drugs online or some shit yeah he freaked out. He was like, I got to leave. Yeah. I think that's when he went to Australia then. I mean, that's why you just fucking shut the fuck up. If you're going to be doing shit like that, you got to be quiet. Yeah. You you know, I don't even know why he felt the need to tell anybody. It was crazy. He was building it around her to where like, you know, she'd be like, oh my God, good job, baby. Yeah. Like you did it. Oh, you put your shrooms up there. Good job, yeah, babe. Yeah, he thought she was just going to give fucking major props on all this. Yeah, and be like, oh, you're so, you're the best. You're yeah. the best, babe. Yeah. Oh my God, your sight's so nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh my God. Is that Molly? Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Oh my God, guns? That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, it even got to a point where you're like, you could buy a fucking kidney or yeah. a lung or something on there on the black market. No, I don't think it was. It, they talked about it. I know in some chat logs. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they talked yeah, about they were talking about it. it. Yeah. You know, well, with the guns, you remember fucking. But he, he did green light it, though. Yeah. He said, yeah, fucking go for it. Yep. You know, let me get a, let me get get a pound of kid. fucking Coke and a fucking kidney. Yep. You know, and a nine millimeter. And a nine millimeter. And a pair of socks. Yeah. <laughs> and some, yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, I think they have, like, fake watches on there and everything. I mean, They used dude. to have everything, anything. Everything and anything you could think of. But it's, you know, and one of the, I think, one of the craziest American crimes that has yeah. happened. That's not even talked about. That's not talked about at all. And you one know, of the I, biggest seizures when it comes to currency that has been taken yeah like it's equivalent to five billion or or five billion plus of how much like it it fucking like accumulated yeah i mean if that that was still going on today it'd be a trillion dollars yeah like like, you think about china off in two years (laughs) like what what would it have done in fucking 10 years it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I don't... But, yeah, like there's, like we said, there's a bunch of people uh, really supporting uh, Ross Albright on uh, possibly, you know, clemency, getting out in, in a way. Um, seeing a lot of politicians. Uh, but he, they are, uh, you know, you could check this all out on uh, freeross.org. It kind of gives a, a good... Um, Good in-depth view on who Ross is, um, yeah. really. Um, you got to see him as he is in prison nowadays. Yeah, and if you Google this guy and you see him, you're just like, he just looks like a regular fucking, regular fucking Joe. No, because uh, what's crazy is I, I remember when this was happening. I yeah. remember it clearly, and I, I remember you know um, one of somebody i know going on the site and you know we were looking at it at the same time of during the arrest and when the um site shut down to where all we see you know we're refreshing and all we see is seized by fbi doj all all, all this and we're like what the fuck close the laptop immediately stop stop what we're doing like we thought they were going to be right behind us you know we weren't doing anything we were looking we were so fascinated with this thing it's it's insane like to think that you could possibly do this and then all we're doing is google google silk road refresh refresh and all we see is ross albright um or silk road founder ross albright arrested and we're like what the fuck yeah because you know you never when you're on there you're like this is the craziest thing in the world it's the most underground thing ever 
you would think it would never be caught. Or yeah. I guess you, in the back of your head, you kind of knew that it would have to go away at some point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was just a lot of people made a lot of money. A lot of people lost some money. Since then, there's been um, a lot of scams. So what people would do is take the blueprint of Ross Albright, of this free trade, um, buy whatever you want type shit with uh, anonymous currency. And what they'll do is, uh, because the whole way this thing works is through an escrow system. So you go on there, you buy something. Once you get it, you release the funds. And or, you know, you release the funds or it automatically is released in 10 days if you don't respond because you have to dispute within that period of time. So it's like Amazon to yeah. where it's like, oh, you got you, you didn't get your package. You have 10 days to message them being like, hey, I never got my shit. What the fuck? And then they'll, you know, solve it or whatever. So the funds get released to the vendor as soon as the person got their product, right? Yes, but you have to go on to your account and be like, finalize. I got my product. You write your review. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know D. Yeah, I didn't know D. Thank <laughs> you. Well, how about that guy, Tony? There was a guy. Tony 76? Yeah, Tony 76. So they were having basically, uh, it would be a, a like an equivalent to like a, a prime day. They were doing this big old like sale on shit. But he t was telling everybody, hey, I need the money up front. And it was like, I think they said $250,000. Yeah. And, and this they guy. They call it finalizing early. Like you have to yeah. FE finalize early. And so and and the thing is, is they said this guy had the best fucking ratings out of everybody, yep. and he's the one motherfucker that scammed everybody. I, th I believe it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, he scammed people. So for. he was the first one to do that, and now that is a common thing among these new markets, new vendors. That's what they'll do. They'll get to a certain point to where it's like, hey, um, you know with law enforcement on our backs and whatever we need people to finalize early you know uh free shipping now or whatever and then you'll do it people will fucking buy it and then you see oh i never got my product what the fuck dude and yeah. it's like vendors offline yeah and it's like that's what happens so there's been full-on markets that have done that same thing to where they call it an exit scam yeah that's what they call it to where there's a whole market that had all this money or whatever and like same way ross albright he had he could see all the money if he wanted to he could have taken all the money but he ran the site so these other guys they see all the money and all they do is close down the site after a year or some shit and they have fucking five there's and so far they've all been caught most of them have been caught there was a fucking asian guy who had like Oh, wow, like fucking two hundred fifty million dollars bought Lambos and shit in this living in Thailand or some shit. Fucking got caught naked or some stupid shit. But there's so many cases. Like once you look up this case and get informed about all this shit, uh, there's amazing timelines and stuff. Um, I have a great one that they uh, really went chronologically on, like um, when the site was created to fucking even like who was picked up as an fbi informant like what vendor like registered when yeah. he was taken down like the timeline's amazing so far all because you know it's digital it's online like, yeah and uh that's the whole thing with online is you're being watched every fucking step you make every everything you go everything you post somebody it's there like you're like if you're doing illegal stuff stop fucking being on a social media yeah just stop it it doesn't it's you're not going to stop do snitching on yourself. One is self snitching. That's all yeah. it is. I guess that's the the moral of the story. Yeah. Stop self snitching. Yeah. Don't fucking sign up with some shit with your fucking name. Yeah. But use grandma's name. Yeah. Go, use your grandmother's name. Yeah. Be like, grandma's going to die anyway. Excuse Have me, sir. Is your name Nancy Johnson? <laughs> no, but that bitch is. Yeah. Arrest her. Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother's a drug addict. Get her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know this isn't, you know, this hasn't been the, you know, unusual episode as we do, but I hope it's been, you know, a little bit crazy, a little bit interesting in a way. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, I, I, I think so. I, you know, I hope, you know, all, you know, the listeners out there yeah. like it. And, you know, and the good thing about us talking about it, you can also go on to, you know, Spotify yep. yourself and uh, 
look up case files you know or just google ross albright yeah you'll find plenty of stuff don't watch any of the youtube stuff don't watch other people listening to like talking about it so far i've tried to find people talking about it and they suck yeah the the podcast the three-part series it focuses on the book of american kingpin and it's really good i listen to it myself if you really want to like find out what happened detail to detail i suggest american kingpin um, if you want it in the shortest but the most detailed fucking way you're going to get it, it's going to be the Case File three-part series of yeah. Silk Road. Um, we, you know, we wanted to tell this story on the, you know, the news of Variety Jones being um, arrested, finally caught the co-conspirator. It's crazy that he got 20 years, way less than Ross, um, but seemed like they were trying to make a, make a point with Ross. Yeah first one to do it so no 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 violent offense ever first time offender yeah they threw the book at his ass the kitchen sink everything do you think he deserved it i mean you know especially you know as a parent not i mean because you know it also did make it possible for kids you know there's the story of the 16 year old kid from australia yeah to where one of his friends got some acid or whatever. He got it, freaked out, fucking killed himself. But yeah. it's like anybody could have gave him that. Anybody could have gave him the acid. It didn't have to be from the Silk Road. I mean, it, it, it's 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 hard to say. I mean, that's what the thing is: free will. He, yeah. I mean, you, you. I mean, you don't even need the fucking Silk yeah. Road. You can go fucking anywhere. Yeah. I, I I I guarantee you, in each fucking high school, there's at least one motherfucker. Who can get anything? Yes. There's at least one. There always is. If they wanted it, they were gonna find it. Somehow. Yeah, they they're gonna find it. I don't think the I think the website provided safer options. Uh, you know, jumping off of a how many story building doesn't sound like it was the. I mean, I'm sure like the drug had something to do with it, but it was, like you didn't overdose. Yeah, it wasn't the drug that did it to you. It was you not being able to handle the drug. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I also don't want to talk about anybody who's. Yeah, you know, it's but sad. It's sad. It, it, it's it's hard, man. But I mean, like, yeah, the whole war on drugs—it's one of the most difficult things that. Well, I mean, come on. The the thing is too, they like it's it's always the government saying the war on drugs. Yeah, but it's the government that fucking. They're pushing that shit in here. There's so much shit with the CIA. Right? Yeah, they're fucking. Oh yeah, that's a whole nother yeah, fucking thing. That's a whole nother. That's gonna probably be something that we're gonna talk about next week. We got a, a whole story, dealing with a uh, an agent, a CIA agent, yeah. that. Well, we'll we'll talk about yeah, it next we'll week. About, it's yeah. it's another crazy story it's it's, for some of our international viewers. Yeah, it's it's something that you're gonna just go. I fucking knew it. These motherfuckers. You know, it's, you're gonna think we're making it up. Yeah, it, and even this story, you're gonna listen to it and think that, like, how the fuck did I not know this? When did this happen? Yeah, and how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, but I'm telling you, they kept it so under wraps, so under wraps. I mean, I, I don't, I yeah, fucking, because I even asked you, I, I was like, why. have you ever heard about this? Yeah, before I've I, never heard of it. Yeah. I've never heard of it until you brought it. And up I to only me. knew of it because of hanging around some bad crowd to where they're like, this is where I get my shit from. Yeah. And it's like, what? The? And me, I was, you know, like, I come, uh, I, I like computers. I love computers. So it was like, it was just like, this was like the holy grail. Like, what the, f- like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. What are you talking about? The dark, like the dark web, everything, all that was new is once you heard about the Silk Road. Yeah. Cause I remember when you were like, yeah, the, the Silk Road. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to put on a nice silk robe. Yeah. <laughs> no, the silk road. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if Ross Albright's sitting in his prison cell wearing a silk robe. You know what? I would love to. <laughs> um, I do have uh, an address that we could write him. Oh, fuck. You want to be his pen pal? I would love to be you his You going to send pal. him some nudes? He actually still, um, I don't know what he posts on, but he actually still like comes out with like, talks and stuff like a little he'll write in a journal or some shit yeah. come out but he should send he also him one, works ex- on stuff. one ecstasy pill yeah yeah just send him one pill. <laughs> take that nice. jared yeah yeah no i hope um i don't know i feel like he did i feel like he had something going i feel like he definitely wanted to do the right thing but i think money power 
I think yeah. it will get to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a a, a leader in that industry. Yeah. <sighs> but I think that will be it for the Silk Road. Yeah, the Silk Road was a... Uh, it's an interesting story. So, Absolutely. like we said, um, check out uh, the book American, American Kingpin. Yeah. Um, who's the author on that again? Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton. The audible version of that's like, you know, actually spoken is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the narrator was great. Um, okay. And, um, also you can go on, uh, Spotify um, on Spotify and check out case file. It's, you know, it's a K actually case 76. Oh, case 76. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you could check that out also. It's, it's, a it's really good. Um, but also check us out. Irrelevance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're here and, uh, everybody have a great week. Uh, appreciate you listening and, uh, you guys have a good one. Stay safe. <laughs>